I was done converting my dorm room into my home by the third day when my roommate walked in. Dusky complexion, unbelievably straight hair and eyes lined with dark coal. There was something about the air she carried around her. She had brought in her keyboard with her and as I swiftly gazed at my guitar before introducing myself with my characteristic gummy smile, I knew we would be best friends. She was warm and appeared to be nice and weirdly confident. I know you can't really imagine that kind of a personality, but what do I say? She was different. So my dream was coming true. We had a movie night the next day she moved in. We pitched in and ordered a pizza. And I selected the movie. Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant's Notting Hill. Ain't that lit? I thanked my kismet for sending me a cool roommate and went to sleep with a big smile on my face. How was I to know what the future held in store? It started a month after that movie night. Now that I think about it, which I don't often do because it still hurts, I see that there had always been signals. Amara had mood swings. Not the PMS kind. The see what I do to you if you disobey me kind. She used to use my conditioner and my curling iron without my permission. That was okay. She used to use my mobile data to download movies on her phone. Even that was okay. But when she picked up my collector's edition of the Chronicles of Narnia that my uncle had got me from London for my 18th birthday and placed it inside her shelf, I knew that she had crossed an invisible line. I didn't even know if we were friends and how was I supposed to deal with the situation. Yes, we had watched that movie together and had fun. We had gossiped about the loud next door neighbor and had broken out of a ground floor window past our curfew, which I wasn't very ready for, but she forced me to do it because it was college now. But I wasn't sure if those things meant anything. After all, she had walked out on me last week when she had seen me sobbing on my pillow. I was angry at her when she took my book, but I didn't want to create a scene. I told her that she could use my stuff, but I would appreciate it if I was in the know. I thought that I had tackled the situation like an adult when she stood up from her chair, walked to me very calmly, grasped my arm tight, looked into my eyes and said, Stop me if you can. Then she smiled, turned around and walked out of the room with my books in her hands. I was broken or even shattered. I didn't know what to do. All in all, I had been bullied. Things became very weird after that. She would stare menacingly at my friends if they would come to hang in our room and would play loud music on our speakers a day before my exams. Can you believe that? I was new to this whole situation and I thought I was managing it neatly by staying out of Amara's ways when she came up to me a few days later with a laundry bag. Use my laundry and here's some change. Separate the whites from the colored ones and make sure that the colors don't leak. Also, wash my underpants and brassiers with your hands. They don't go in the machines. I was shocked. I didn't know what to do. But she snarled at me like a dog and stared at me until I left the room to go to the laundry room. It was my first year at the university. 
my first year out of my house and here I was washing the dirty underwear of my roommate. I cried my heart out as the machine void her whites. There was something cathartic about the elimination of dirty soapy water from the machine into the drain. The little bubbles seemed like my anger bursting out of me flowing their way out into the gutter. I knew I had to do something but I didn't know what. I didn't really want to complain about her officially and involve elders but this had to stop. So I went up to my warden and told her about the washing machine situation. When my warden confronted Amara, she faked a leg injury and told her that she was just asking for help. I don't know what Amara told her, but the warden sympathized with her and scolded me, saying that I was a brute. So, from a survivor of bullying, I was a tattler now. Things became worse when a few days later the warden called me to her room and I saw my parents sitting with her. Apparently, Amara had told her that I was homosexual and had touched her inappropriately. She had also added that I used to sniff her used clothes and sexually harass her by doing so. It was a result of my reporting her bullying. My world came crashing down. I had never been this embarrassed before, especially in front of my parents, and I lost my calm. I told them what was happening. But my warden refused to listen to me because she knew that Amara was a lovely girl and won't lie. On the other hand, I had tried to frame Amara before. The warden concluded that I wanted the room to myself and that is why I had been playing games. Nothing I was saying could calm her down and she refused to change my roommate. You keep what you get. This is life, she said. My parents had never seen me this helpless. I had always been their warrior. So they met my course coordinator, asked her to grant me a week-long leave due to reasons related to my health and took me home. We talked the entire evening when I cried my heart out. I had never been this miserable in my life. Thankfully, my parents understood my situation and asked me to stand up for myself. They didn't tell me what to do, but they assured me that they will have my back no matter what. I was filled with hope and determination that day, I'm telling you. When I went back the next week, I had a plan. I looked at the yellow walls and smiled. Yellow was the color of hope and happiness. I had brought a new lock this time and a pretty silver chain. I put all my cookies and earrings and precious books inside my cupboard. Locked it and used the small key as a hip pendant for my chain. I had decided that I would not share my treasures with this bully of a woman. So when she came to me and demanded the key to get the cookie jar out of my cupboard, I refused. She had not expected this. She tried to grab my arms again, but I screamed the name of my next door neighbor, the loud one. I had told her of my situation when I was back home and had asked her to be ready with her phone's video camera whenever I screamed her name out loud. She entered the room with her camera and though Amara backed off to her side of the room, she was burning with rage. This time, I went to her bed with a blank expression and told her that this behavior of her would have to stop or she would have to face the consequences. I would take all my friends to the warden and ask them to tell her about the menacing stairs. 
I would collect the people from the corridor and get the signatures on an application stating that someone from our room plays loud music a day before the exams. I wish affects the studies of everyone. And I would ask her to check the CCTV footage of the laundry room where I would stand with a pink laundry basket and cry while doing the laundry. I would also bring her to our room and show her both the laundry baskets, my yellow one and her pink one, to prove my point. She stared at me blankly as I walked back to my bed and didn't disturb me at all. I watched Notting Hill again that night. I was a student, but weren't I just a girl standing in front of a bully asking her to leave me alone? Ah, that dialogue never gets old. Just fix a few words here and there and bam, a wise dialogue it is. The next evening, I saw her packing her stuff. Sometime later, she told me that she was switching rooms and that she was sorry for her behavior. I didn't know if she was really sorry or not. I didn't know if she would bully her next roommate, but I knew that I had stood up for myself and had saved my self-respect and dignity. I knew that I would keep an eye out for her next roommate and be available for her if she tried to bully her. I knew that it was easy to face a bully, that it didn't need much, but it was also one of the most difficult things I had ever done. From my experience, I have realized that bullies aren't brave. They cannot fight the authorities and hardly cause any harm to the people who they know will speak up against them. They bully only those people who are afraid of them. When you stand up to a bully, they back off. They have to. But I have also learned that standing up against a bully is not easy and being bullied is a traumatic experience. I knew that Amara would not bully me if I stood up to her. But gathering enough courage to do that was a tough task. Thankfully, my parents and my next door neighbor understood my plight and promised to be there for me. I took the first step, but I had their support. I, therefore, would urge you all to take a stand if you are being bullied. Be observant of your surroundings and see if someone is being bullied and help them out. This podcast series is not supposed to be a self-help thingy, but at times, raising such issues is necessary. You never know, you might save a life by helping them out of such difficult situations. And if you want to talk about ways of standing up to a bully, or just want to share your experiences, ping me on Vooja. I will always be there for you all. On this note, I'll bid you all adieu. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers.